KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Coronavirus Pandemic from KYW In-Depth. I'm Carol McKenzie. So many people are losing their jobs and their health insurance right now. And for many of them, this is the first time they've ever had to apply for assistance from the government. There is unemployment, of course, but there are other state-run programs that can help, too. In Pennsylvania, there's medical assistance and the food stamp program. Now, Medicaid in Pennsylvania is called medical assistance, and it's income-based. And you may still be eligible, even if you're collecting unemployment. I contacted Pennsylvania's Department of Human Services to ask them if they could walk us through the process and the requirements. It's not nearly as bad as you might think. They connected me to Kathy Burig. She's the department's Bureau of Policy Director for the Office of Income Maintenance. My thought was when I heard, you know, these massive layoffs, people losing jobs, I had many questions about how you continue with health insurance in the face of such, you know, kind of sudden loss. And so I wanted Mm -hmm. to talk about Medicaid, which in Pennsylvania is called medical assistance, right? That's right. Can you first, though, tell me what what the Office of Income Maintenance does? Sure. So the Office of Income Maintenance uh, does eligibility for a wide range of programs uh, that assist people from Medicaid or medical assistance, as you mentioned, which includes long-term care and waiver services for people who need assistance in their homes, and also uh, SNAP benefits, which stands for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or used to be known as food stamps, Uh, the TANF program, which is a cash assistance program that we have for low-income families, and the LIHE program, which stands for the Low Income Home Energy Assistance Program, which helps people pay their energy bills. So what we do at the Office of Income Maintenance is um, we determine eligibility for those four major programs uh, of assistance that are available through the federal government. Are you seeing an increase in um, requests? We're starting to see an increase. Uh, we have been in contact with many states who have seen tremendous increase. And we are anticipating uh, seeing that same demand for our services and are making plans right now to try to make sure that we can meet the needs of all the folks who need our help during this time. So can we start out with medical assistance? Can you tell me who is eligible for this? Right. So medical assistance has a couple different uh, components or parts to it. It's largely at this point in time income-based. So for folks who have lost their job or have experienced the reduction in hours, uh, they may have not been eligible before, but may be eligible now for medical assistance. So for most adults who are applying, the income limit is we go by the federal poverty income guideline, and it's about 133%. And for a household of three people, that would be a monthly income of about $2,400 a month. Uh, If somebody earns that or less, they should make sure that they're applying if they need coverage because medical assistance may be able to cover those bills. I do want to point out for people who maybe they applied and they weren't eligible, if in an instance, and this is, you know, an unfortunate one that we hope people don't experience, but if they would become hospitalized, 
we do use those medical bills to do what we call spend down to the limit. And we would subtract the medical bill from their income until they were eligible. And we could cover part or all of their hospital coverage if that uh, becomes a need of theirs. So what is included in income, particularly because a lot of people have mm-hmm. lost their jobs are now getting unemployment and, and now there have been, there's been the federal you know, stimulus, stimulus plan. So what do you use to compute that? Right. So for the largest medical assistance program that we have, we use taxable income. Uh, So your unemployment benefit would be included in that. However, I do want to give uh, a caveat that the federal government has exempted that additional $600 um, from being counted for medical assistance. So it would just be whatever your unemployment check is without the additional stimulus Um, that's being granted. The $1,200 stimulus that's coming from the federal government is also not counted as income. So it is just whatever that base um, unemployment is, plus if there would be any wages in the household. So what do people need by way of documentation? How do they prove what their monthly income is? So for people who are working, we generally ask that they provide a pay stub to us. However, we know that lots of folks are not able to get that documentation because their employer maybe has closed or is not available to provide that to them. In those instances, we are accepting the person's statement for that income. For unemployment, we do have what's called a data exchange, and so the department actually receives information from the Department of Labor and Industry, and we would actually have the information electronically on the unemployment uh, that somebody is receiving. Is there a waiting period? In other words, do you have to wait a certain X days or whatever from loss of income before applying? You can apply at any point in time for medical assistance. What we would do is we would calculate for the current month that you apply, and you may or may not be eligible depending on your income. And then we would look at the following month. So if your income has stopped, but you received uh, several pay uh, in this month, we and would render you ineligible, we would look and see if you would be eligible without that income in the following month. Can you give me a little more about the guidelines? I know you said for a household of three people, it's 2400 mm-hmm. a month, but what about if you're single or you're a couple? Right. So if you're a single adult, uh, you're looking at income, a monthly income of about $1,415 a month. Um, and if you're a couple, it would be $1,911 a month. And You know, medical assistance is a very complicated program. So whenever I talk to people about uh, income limits and so forth, if you think you're even close to that or maybe, you should apply and have us determine your eligibility. There are income deductions. Um, They're usually the, the tax deductions that you get when you file your taxes. And there's also uh, an opportunity if you had lower income, say, earlier in the year, like you just started a job, for us to be able to do a a 12-month income calculation. Uh, So we wouldn't just look at this month's income. We would look at what your income was annually to determine if you were eligible. So if if folks have lost uh, their insurance and they've lost hours and they are in need of coverage, they should probably just apply Um, and let us take a look and see if they might be eligible. And we'll get to the application process in just a moment. But I also wanted to ask you about COBRA, because what Mm -hmm. if you're offered COBRA, but if you don't have a job, COBRA can be 
prohibitively expensive. But does that does that mean you can't apply for medical assistance? No, COBRA actually does not prohibit you from applying. Um, and we do allow you to have uh, multiple coverages if that's um, what is available to you. We would then pick up with anything that your insurance doesn't pay for. And we do have a program where we would look and see whether it was cost effective for us to pay the COBRA coverage rather than do straight medical assistance. So if COBRA is available uh, and you can afford it, you can take it, medical assistance can pay the difference. Or if you can't afford it, you can apply for medical assistance. And we would look to see if paying that um, COBRA payment would make sense for you. Okay. So then how do people apply? I mean, obviously you can't, I'm assuming you can't go into your local office anymore. So how do you go about doing this? Mm -hmm. So we do have applications available online and the address for that is www.compass.state.pa.us. Does does this cover prescriptions as well for people I'm thinking who might be on, um, mm-hmm. you know, blood pressure medication or heart medication and can't afford it anymore? Absolutely. Medical assistance covers prescription as well as uh, checkups, hospital visits, all of those wellness visits um, are included as part of medical assistance. And I'm, you know, the other thing I'm wondering is I think of, the, of, of a poor person who might ha- have COVID and be really sick and have lost their job all at the same time and might be panicking. Does any of this, is it any of it retroactive if they've already gotten sick? So absolutely. Uh, medical assistance, we can look at any bills that you accrued for the 90 days prior to the date that you apply. So if you were unable to apply because you were sick and you had lost your job and you make application this month or next month, we would look at paying those bills um, back 90 days. It's funny because when I told some of my colleagues in the newsroom I was interviewing you for Medicaid, I mean, they kind of their eyes got big because everybody goes, it's so complicated. People are (laughs) a little they're a little afraid of it. Mm -hmm. I understand that. It's very complicated when it comes to determining whether you're eligible or not eligible. I think that the income guidelines are just that guidelines. We want people to be aware. I mean, obviously, depending uh, if you have a very high income, you likely won't be eligible. Uh, But you may be, uh, especially if you've just recently experienced a job loss or reduction in hours. Additionally, because uh, we do have kind of a one-door program, if you would come in and apply and not be eligible through the department, um, we would automatically do a referral um, to the federal exchange to see if you might be able to get um, tax credit coverage through the federal exchange. Uh, If you're looking for coverage for your children, children have much higher income limits depending on their age. And so while the adults may not be eligible, the children might be covered under Medicaid. And if they can't get coverage under Medicaid, we would do a referral to the Children's Health Insurance Program or CHIP to see if we could get coverage uh, for the children. So we really are kind of a a one-door stop where if you think you might be eligible and you submit an application, we would do the eligibility determination for you and make sure that you get to the right place so that you can access uh, medical services. I think that's really helpful because when I looked at your, you know, your your page, your question and answer page, um, and you start, you know, you do talk about kind of um, assets that you have and you, you know, $2,000 mm-hmm. in countable assets and what's in your, what's in your savings account. I looked at that and I thought some people might be kind of scared off and think that they just don't, mm-hmm. they just don't qualify. 
or they don't know if they qualify because there's so much there you have to look at. Yeah, and I want to say uh, there are assets limit limits for uh, different programs. The program we've been talking about, uh, just you and I very briefly, actually doesn't have an asset limit. Um, we're talking about um, uh, the medical assistance program that is covered uh, through the ACA. Um, it was developed uh, by the federal government. Assets come into play when you start uh, looking at people who have disabilities or who are over the age of 64. Uh, so for the vast majority of people who have experienced an income loss uh, due to COVID, we're not going to look at your assets. We're mainly concerned about what your income is now. And as I said, maybe in the 12-month period prior, if that's more beneficial to you uh, as far as eligibility. How long does it take to process an application right now? So applications can take up to 30 days. The vast majority of applications may not take that long. Our average prior to the emergency was somewhere in the two-week time frame, um, but it can take up to 30 days. So I know you said you are, are you getting more people to help you process these applications? Because you said you're, you are expecting an increase in requests. We're not getting more people. Uh, we do have a group of staff, our caseworkers, who, as we've talked about, the income determinations are very complicated. Um, they go through weeks of training in order to be able to make eligibility uh, determinations for Medicaid and all the programs I talked about. Uh, I think what we're looking at is, you know, how can we streamline the work? What kinds of things can we do to help people? Uh, things like the self-attestation we talked about and some waivers uh, for some of our other programs from our federal partners uh, are some of the game plan to try and make sure that we're able to handle the number of applications we expect to come in. Now, you also talked about the SNAP program, which is food stamps. Mm -hmm. So who is eligible mm -hmm. for that? And I mean, I'm thinking of you see all these lines at food banks and your heart, my heart breaks when I see mm -hmm. that and I see the need out there. Um, so who can get food stamps and how can they help? Right. So the food stamp program uh, is a little higher income limit for people. Um, as I said, we, we look at the federal poverty income guidelines and that goes up to uh, about for a household of three, it's about $2,800 a month um, as far as income is concerned. Food stamps can be very helpful for folks who have lost their job and are looking for um, that additional help with providing food for their family. Um, you get an EBT card, you can use it at any grocery store and purchase food for the household. Are there any other programs that you administer, Kathy, that people, uh, you know, should keep in mind or should look for if they, if they need help right now? So my recommendations, obviously, if you need uh, medical coverage, you don't have that through work and you've lost uh, your employment, medical assistance is one of the first ones. Food stamps, of course, is a program that I always recommend for folks who are low income. You may not feel like you need money for food, but if you get additional income that you can use for food, you can use the money you do have towards other expenses like maybe your rent or your mortgage or your car payment, things of that nature. Um, the cash assistance program is extremely low income. Uh, we're looking there at people who are earning or have income of somewhere under $400 a month. So hopefully for most people, that's um, not something that they're experiencing. But if they are, they can come in and they can apply for uh, cash assistance as well. And I will say that the low income home energy assistance program, the close date for that is Friday. Um, for people who need help with their energy bills, 
Um, they can also apply on that same website that I gave you for the LIHE program, although the department is looking to reopen uh, in the next several months to help people with their energy bills um, going forward. So just to clarify, the deadline for that is Friday the 10th, because if people listen to this podcast after that, I want them to know the the date of that deadline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the deadline for the Low Income Home Energy Assistance Program is 11.59 p.m. on April the 10th. Uh, The website will be available until that time. I mean, before we close out, just is there anything that I missed here that that in my questions that people should know or that people might be asking that I didn't think of? I think some people think when they get unemployment that they can't get other benefits for some reason. And these are available uh, to anyone regardless of whether they do or don't receive um, unemployment. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think you're right, particularly because there are so many people who have never had to apply for unemployment or any other assistance before now. Absolutely. The application is available. If people think they may be eligible, you know, they shouldn't question my, my, what we expect is people will apply for these programs. We'll make a determination what they're eligible for and get that to them because we know that there's going to be a great need right now. Yeah. Kathy, thank you so much for being with us today and talking about these programs. I I think the information you've given us is going to be really helpful, unfortunately, for a lot of people, but fortunately, there are these safety nets out there. And thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk to folks and let them know what's available to help them through this difficult time. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic, or if you just want to know more than what you're hearing on the news right now, if you want to go a little deeper, if you want to know how this could change your life or your routine, then subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Carol McKenzie, and we'll have another episode out soon.